today comes from the book of Acts, the second chapter, verses 1 through 11. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and it settled on each one of them. And everyone that was present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit had given them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk. That's all. Well, that's a time when being accused of being drunk is maybe a good thing. So what is Pentecost? Pentecost is a celebration that has its roots in Israel. Pentecost was a festival, one of the three pilgrimage festivals that was held in Jerusalem every year, where the people from around the world, from around the Roman Empire and from Africa, where they would all come together three times a year to celebrate these festivals. And this one was called Pentecost. It began as a celebration of the harvest, and it happened 50 days hence its name Pentecost, uh, Penta meaning 50. It happened 50 days after the Passover. Over time, um, the, the celebration um, gained more popularity and, and more meaning. And so over time, um, this celebration of Pentecost didn't just include the harvest, but it also included the gift that God had given the Israelites at Mount Sinai, the gift of the Ten Commandments, when he had presented those commandments to Moses. And so the gift of the Torah, the covenant, was one of the ways that they celebrated this Pentecost festival as well. Now, as Christians, we celebrate Pentecost 49 days after Easter. And we celebrate it as a gift of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, who mediates for us 
not just the old covenant, but also a new covenant. And so we give thanks to God for this gift. Now, as the birth, that in essence makes this the birth of the church. Uh, that is when the assembly of believers began to gather together as a Christian community. They called themselves the way in the beginning. It was a sect of Judaism, but it was a, a group of people that were empowered by the Holy Spirit who were um, beholden to their faith in Jesus as the Messiah, as the Son of God, their Heavenly Father. So this Pentecost festival for us as Christians is the beginning of when we constituted the church, this assembly of believers. And so when we celebrate Pentecost, it is the third most important holiday for us in the Christian church behind uh, Christmas and Easter. So Pentecost is a gift. But the Pentecost story is broader than Acts chapter 2. In, in the first four verses, we hear about the gift of the Spirit when God has presented the Spirit and poured it out upon them, how it comes upon them, like a, a whoosh from a loud wind. It's a voice that they hear, this sound. And then also they see the Holy Spirit like tongues of fire on top of each one of the believers that are gathered together there. In verses 5 through 11, you get to see the impact of the Spirit. So the Spirit has come in the first four, four, four verses. The following verses, the Spirit begins to activate Christians. They begin to respond by the power of the Spirit by speaking uh, the, the word that is highlighted throughout that particular reading is proclaiming. They're actually proclaiming Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the crucified and risen Savior. And so the day of Pentecost is the gift of the Spirit, but it is also the gift of the followers of Jesus in using that Spirit by proclaiming the Word of God. It goes beyond this second chapter. In John's gospel, Jesus prays for his disciples, and he prays for you and me. I wanted to just share a little bit. It's the whole chapter of chapter 17, um, but let's just take a look at a few of the verses there, verses 13 through 23. Jesus prays. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them, He's talking to his father, I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with my joy. I have given them, I have given them your word, and the word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. We talked about that last week. Just as I do not belong to the world, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be, so that they can be made holy by your truth. 
And then he says this, I am praying not only for the disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. And then if we need a confirmation of the gift of the Spirit in John's Gospel, after Jesus' death and resurrection, Jesus turns to his disciples, it says, in chapter 20, verse 22. He turns to his disciples, and he breathes on them, and he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul also speaks of the Holy Spirit in his letter to the church that he wrote in Corinth. In uh, chapter 15, um, let me highlight towards the end of, of this particular um, letter. In verse 40, we'll begin with 45. The scriptures tell us the first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, that is Christ, Jesus, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body, then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. So, you see, the Spirit is talked about in the New Testament beyond the book of Acts. And these conversations, these teachings on the Spirit are not in conflict with one another, but rather they give us a fuller picture of who the Holy Spirit is, of how God has presented this Spirit and how the giving of the Spirit is intended to bring life. And so the Spirit is given to you, but more than just once in your life, the Spirit is given continually by God. It is like a cup of water that, that gets refilled again and again and again. It is like a cup of water that sometimes overflows. That is how God gives us the Holy Spirit. He is always pouring the Spirit into our lives into your life with a purpose. Before we get to that particular purpose, let's just take a few minutes and meditate through song on what this Holy Spirit is and how, it, how our prayer is that it would come here to us, to New Covenant. Not that we just get spirit, but that that spirit might move us into the world. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living home. Your presence. Tasted and seen of the 
Spirit belongs to God, but it is given to you. The Spirit is not something that remains latent in you until you awaken it. The Spirit is not that. The Spirit is a gift that comes from outside of you, to you, through God, in Christ Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is given to the people of God. It has been around since the beginning of creation when the Spirit hovered over the earth. And the Spirit of God is given to you so you now have received that gift and you have spiritual power. Now, when I've talked to some of you about this in the past, I know some of you had said, well, I don't have the Spirit. I couldn't have that spiritual power. I, I never, 
went to seminary. I, didn't, I haven't done anything good in my life, so I couldn't have the Spirit. Others of you say, well, I, I may not have lived a terrible life, but I didn't go to seminary and get ordained, and that's when you get the Holy Spirit, so I don't have the Spirit, just pastors have the Spirit. And that's where you would be wrong. Because every believer who is baptized receives the Holy Spirit. And so you are ordained with the Holy Spirit in your baptism. Remember how I said that God continually gives us the Spirit over and over again. Ordination for pastors is just an additional outpouring of the Spirit. It's not a new one. It's not a different one. It's the same Spirit that you received when you were baptized. Our Spirit designates, designates us for some functional work, some functional ministries, but we're not any different than anyone else. We're not different from you. We all have the same Spirit, and we all have spiritual power. In Acts, it says that the entire community is filled with the Spirit. It says that the Spirit appeared and settled on each one of them. It says literally everyone present was filled with the Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. It didn't say some, it said everyone. All those who had gathered were filled with the Holy Spirit on that first Pentecost. The Spirit is not only with you, the Spirit is also for you. You have spiritual power. Even if you feel defeated at this time, overwhelmed by the events of the day, by the drudgery of, of life, the Spirit of God is still with you, and the Spirit of God is still for you. With this gift of the Holy Spirit, God says, you are not defeated. You are not alone. I am with you, and together we can do something. You see, that's what the Spirit does, is it calls us. It calls us into mission. The church's mission must begin with the Holy Spirit. And your mission must begin with that Holy Spirit. And as we begin our mission, as we do that mission, that calling that God has given us, we are witnessing to the living Jesus Christ. Now, some of you might say, well, I'm not a preacher, so I can never speak about God. I couldn't talk about his word. But some of you are preachers, spiritually gifted preachers and teachers. Some of you have been given that gift, even if you didn't go to seminary. And because you didn't go to seminary doesn't mean that you don't have to talk about God. If that's your calling, God wants you to speak, to preach, to teach. Because this is not a call that is reserved for just special people. If you think I'm special, just ask my wife. <laughs> She'll remind you that, that I'm not any different than anyone else. And so, if that is your gift, 
then you should use it. Some of you are called to develop missions to help those who are in need. If that is your gift, then you should do it. Some of you are called to witness and to evangelize to those who have not heard of Jesus Christ. And if that is your gift, you should do it. Some of you are called to seek justice. But if that is your gift, you should do it. Some of you are called to care for the people of God, to shepherd them, to pray with them, to love them, to support them, to encourage them, to keep them focused on the, on the ways of God. If that's your call, you should do it. Last night, Patty shared with me a post from a friend of ours on Facebook. And uh, it began, he began the post with the last words of George Floyd, this man who was killed in Minneapolis this past week. His last words, I can't breathe. And then after that whole uh, paragraph of words, then our friend Fritz wrote this. He said, be a light. Be a light. I know the world looks really dark right now, but be a light. That's what Pentecost is all about. In their daily worship, Peter and John responded to the Word of God, and they did it by listening to God. When they were going into the temple, the man who was lame was crying out for help, and they knew that God could help him. So they reached out and they helped him. And through the Holy Spirit, this man was healed. As they talked about it, preached about it to the crowds, remember they hadn't gone to any schools, as they preached about it to the crowds, the religious authorities arrested them for speaking about this Jesus of Nazareth. And you remember what the response was a couple of weeks ago from Peter and John? How can we stop from speaking about what we have seen and heard? And then, then we sang with Carl, how can we stop from singing? Be a light. Listen to God and respond how God is calling you to respond with the spiritual gifts that you have. Be a light. In your daily worship, how is God calling you? If it's hard for you to worship, I know some people have said that if, if they had something that was recorded for them, that they might be able to, to respond to that devotion more. Um, so that's part of the impetus behind this podcast. I want, I want to engage more and more people in the Word of God because that's where God speaks to us today. And as we listen to that Word, we will hear God's call Maybe not immediately, maybe not every single day, but we will hear God speaking to us and calling us to respond. Remember what this day is about, this Pentecost? The believers gathered expecting to be renewed and to be reborn by the power of God's Spirit. Are you listening to God? in your daily life, in your daily worship? Are you expecting from God 
renewal and rebirth. If you are not expecting anything, may I humbly ask the question, why not? Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your gifts, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the midst of this dying and broken world, we need new life. We need your life, Jesus. Come and be present with us. Come through your Holy Spirit and enable us to be a light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.